0: But for those of you that were here, you remember that my spiritual dad was here with us, and he couldn't stay that Sunday to minister because he had to get back to his church. But he's back with us today. Um, I said, you need to come back and just minister to the people. Um, I couldn't be more proud. I couldn't be happier to have such a wonderful spiritual father. He literally is somebody who God uses to touch the nations um, in a very public way, but in a very private way as well. He he won't tell you all this, but many of the leaders of the world he meets with, and he personally coaches them, speaks into their life. Um, of course, he's always focused on making sure that Uh, He tells them about Jesus, but also guiding them when it comes to decisions and policies and things of that nature. Matter of fact, he's leaving here tomorrow morning early to go to a country just for that purpose so that he can speak into the lives. He's doing some amazing things in his uh, home country of Ghana. Uh, many of those things we have participated in as a church, but we will do more in the future to help uh, in that area of the world. And so I want you to receive um, one of the greatest men of God that I know in my entire, entire life. Would you welcome King Adante?
1: Praise the Lord. Then sings my soul, how great thou art. Thank you so very much for receiving me this morning. I'm honored and grateful to be with you as always. This is home to me. And I want to thank Pastor Frank and Lisa for your constant love, and also making me feel part of this family that God has blessed us with. Thank you so much. And to you precious people of God, thank you. I'm grateful that you're here today, and let's allow God to have his way. Amen. Thank you. Please, please take your seats. There's a presence of God in this place. I've felt it in a very unique way. Anytime I come here, I get ministered to more than I minister, I believe. Because God is doing something unique amongst you. This morning I would like to talk about the blessing of unity. the blessing of unity. It's always good to win together than to lose as an individual. As Pastor Frank always says, now he's my son. Definitely he's my son. So you can see there is not only a bond and a relationship but we are also enjoying the uniqueness of diversity. When you come from a family and you appreciate family, you learn not only to live together as one but you learn to meet each other's needs. That is what it's all about. My parents had 10 children I'm the seventh born. And my parents taught us different things, but one of the most important and profound teaching that we got from our parents, my mother from time to time, whenever there's a little uh, uh, rivalry or challenge amongst the family, she'll call us together and she'll take a broom and she tell you, she first take one little, just stick one and break it. And now tell us to hold the whole bunch and see if we can break it. And she always say to us that if you hold yourselves together, nothing can break you. You should always stay united. My mother lived to be 100. She turned 100 in July, 2016, 2015 and she passed in October. And one of the most profound statements she made to me, she prayed for me in August for my 50th anniversary in ministry. And she made some pronouncements and she commissioned me to take care of the family in the absence of my dad, Actually, she was preparing me for greater responsibilities. And one thing that has helped me is the importance of unity. There's always blessing in unity because you can build together when you are united. Today, across the United States, many churches are focusing on unity because this is Unity Weekend. And we are united in Christ, not the other side things or the side shows. we are united in Christ. We also know that many families around the world celebrate family reunions and if you are very aware of our culture here in the United States, part of our educational practice is we celebrate what we call home. Comings. We even celebrate during graduations, birthdays, weddings, anniversaries, and we actually promote achievements of our children. Families come together during baptism sessions, ordination sessions. And in fact, we even know the importance of going to funerals to demonstrate our togetherness. There's something unique about unity. And as I look around, I'm looking at the amazing differences here. Differences, that doesn't mean anything to believers. Differences in height, in body shapes and forms. Differences of color skin, but it makes no difference. But if you listen to the world, The world will teach and show you how to stay divided instead of united. And it is always known that in unity we stand, in unity we achieve, but in division we fail and we fall. When we are subscribing to faith and Christianity becomes everything that is important to us, then we should put aside some of the schisms and some of the things that we learn from society, which keeps us from the foundation of faith. What made Christianity more pronounced was on the day of Pentecost. When people gathered from different parts of the world and the Holy Spirit came down and there was a release where languages, cultures, traditions were emerged, people could hear others speak their language yet they've never been to their geographical areas. This is what God is all interested, interested in and this is what it's all about. There's going to come a day when the nations of the world shall gather and in the presence of the Lord, there'll be no culture. One culture prominent, there'll be no race, one race prominent, there'll be no... I mean, anything that man knows or promotes, that will break that party because it will be all tongues, all cultures, all languages, all people of the earth who have been washed by the blood of the lamb and have accepted Jesus Christ into their hearts. These are people who will come together in a great celebration. It is our homecoming. And I'm looking forward to that day Not tomorrow. I want to live a little longer. And I hope you do so. But I'm looking forward to a future promise when the Lord shall gather his saints, his children, believers from all walks of life. And where we shall all be together with him. Because in him there is no schism, there's no division. The wisdom of God is that when the Holy Spirit came upon the people and they were empowered, they were told to go out of their geographical areas or move out of their communities and take this message, transforming message of God's grace to the nations of the world. And I am a recipient, so are you, of the grace of God. You cannot be a believer of Jesus Christ and allow division Racism, certain classes to come into your spirit to affect you because that is not God's way. It is the devil's way of keeping believers separated. It's the devil's way of keeping one person down or other groups down. God is interested in unity. You cannot be a Christian. And put women down. Or put men down. Or put other cultures down. And if you look at Galatians. Chapter 3. Verse 28. It says in Christ Jesus. There is no Jew. Or Greek. In other words Gentile. In Christ Jesus. After Christ Jesus you can see all that you want to see but if you are in Christ Jesus if you are him there's no Jew and there's no Gentile unless you don't know the Lord but if you know the Lord and you have these things in you you are literally destroying God's fabric of unity in Christ Jesus there's no Jew there's no Greek or Gentile There is no male or no female. In Christ Jesus, there's no free or bound. Why then do we allow the world, our systems, various platforms, to allow this to creep into our system to weaken the foundation of the church? Why? Why do we forgo such great blessing in unity? Why? If you are in Christ Jesus, there's nothing like a Jew and a Gentile. Nothing like a male nor female. Nothing like bound or free. Whether you're free or you are, I mean, there's nothing like that. We are one in Christ Jesus. That's the way. God likes it. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And that's the way God has made it to be. It's amazing. Do you know the power of unity? And the blessing that God has literally released within unity? There are some things that makes us unique. I mean, whenever I am with my son, I get so excited because somehow he brings the youthfulness out of me. And when we get into conversation, I learn a lot from him. And it's interesting, the first time he came to Ghana, the Ghanaians loved him so much that they were saying to me, do you have to let him go? Why can't we keep him here? He's a Ghanaian who happened to act like he's Italian, but he's a Ghanaian, part of us. And I was so thrilled to hear How much, in fact, let me just tell you this. I mean, he he saw people eating so much hot stuff, and he wanted to try, and he overdid it. (laughs) But I'll tell you what happened thereafter. But just as we talked about the healing power of the Lord, God healed him before he left Ghana. (laughs) But the amazing thing is, when you come together, or when you see What the Lord is doing in us and through us as a people It changes The outlook of things When we talk, we share It's amazing How Like-minded we are And yet diverse Because God Enjoys diversity It is the way God does things and these are some of the benefits when people come together. And these are the things that even bring people together like mindedness, friendship, genuine love, God, faith, passion, common vision. Sharing in a mission or having mutual interest. If you look at Hebrews chapter 10 quickly, verse 24 and 25, this provokes us to enjoy the blessings of God. Hebrews 10, 24 and 25. He says, and let us and let us, please, I want everyone to repeat after me. And let us. And let us. Say it again. And let us. Now say it like you love Jesus. And let us. Good. He says, and let us consider one another in order to stir up love and good works. Verse 25, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together, as is in the manner of some, but exalting one another and so much the more as we see the day approaching. This is applicable to the church and it's applicable in the community where we recognize that God brought us together or God is bringing us together for a greater purpose. We should consider, make it part of our business, to stir one another so we can love each other and bring the good works out of each other And let's not forsake the assembling of ourselves together. This is a very profound statement. Let me make a point here. God in his wisdom wanted his message to go around the world Didn't just bring the Jews to faith. But he waited patiently for a troubled man. Who was zealous about the law without grace. Called Paul. Who tortured the church. And wasn't too kind to people of faith. And yet in his works many lives were lost. The church was scattered. And so many harm was done to the people that were followers of Christ. on another hand, Jesus came around and he called individuals to follow him. And among the people he called was a man by name Peter. Pure Jew. Loved his culture, his tradition. And followed the traditional business of their time. But something happened. At the appropriate time, God changed the heart of Paul. He was Saul then. God changed his heart. And when God changed his heart, God gave him a mission to proclaim his word. But before God changed his heart, and in his encountering God, he heard the voice of Jesus so clearly, and the Lord said, why are you persecuting me? Why are you persecuting me? Why are you doing this to me? He said, who are you, Lord? And the Lord Jesus revealed himself to him. And from that moment, he made a vow that he would serve the Lord the rest of his life. So in his personal experience, God relied on not only his Jewish background, but his Roman background and his experience with scholarship. Scholarship. God used him. So you can tell the difference between his background. He studied under one of the most famous. Renowned. Powerful scholar of his time. Gamaliel. He sat under him. He was influenced by him. And on the other hand. This is Peter. Who was a fisherman. He spoke his mind. He acted different. Paul was more classier. He understood the law. Peter on the other hand. Had no knowledge of that. In fact, Peter was one of the guys that if he was to live in our culture, we would say that he had a a dirty mouth. He cursed. You know, he cursed when, when the girl eventually found out that he was a disciple of Jesus, he, he used a curse word. Paul was different. Peter was different. But look at how God in his wisdom Uses diversity or diverse backgrounds Emerges it for his main purpose Paul of all the things he did And there was a guy who was trying to even discourage Paul joining the flock or joining the church When God spoke to him and he said Listen there's a man there by name Saul of Tarsus I want you to go and meet him and help him to get saved And get him where I need him to be He was actually debating with God. God, do you know that guy? Let me tell you his background. This is not the kind of guy you want to hang with. Lord, I mean, don't fool with this guy. And God says, no, I have chosen him. And he's going to suffer many things for my name. There are some things he's going to do that you will not be qualified to do. There are some things and the places he will go, you are not qualified to go. So don't use your background here to stop this me from doing what I want to do in this man. God in his wisdom knows somehow the strength that lies dormant in many of us. The, 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 the call that God has for our respective lives are different. What one can do, the other can't do. We are different, unique. So the diversity and the unity once it's embraced, brings the blessings into our lives. So here, Paul and here Saul. In the end, God said, let me teach Peter a lesson. Peter, you are too harsh and hard on the Gentiles. You are a Jew, and the Jewish culture is that every male child have to be circumcised. But the Gentiles are not. So for Peter... The law is such that hey, I am a Jew in our culture, in our costume. All bare child have to be circumcised. You got to be circumcised. That's the only way to go. That's the only way to go. You can't go any other way. You got to be circumcised. If you want to join us, you have to change everything and act like us. And God said, No, 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 Peter. This is not the way to go. This is not the way to go. I can't rely on you to reach the Gentiles. Let me rely on Paul. To reach the Gentiles. So you focus on the Jews. And Paul. You handle the Gentiles. Because you can speak their language. You can literally reach them. And demonstrate my love for them. Not the way that I want the Jews to know me. And God in his wisdom. Caught Peter. In a way. That is very humbling. Now look at God. Peter was praying and fasting. And the Lord Jesus allowed, gave him a vision and he saw she come down and there were some foods, and there were some things that Jews are not supposed to eat. And the Lord just released it to him. He was hungry, God showed it to him. And he says, arise, kill and eat. And Peter said to the Lord, no, 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 God, I can't do that, I can't do that. He said, why? He said, because it's unclean. But this is the way the Lord have told the Jews. This is the way they order to the Jews, these things, you don't eat this, you don't eat pork, you don't do this, you don't do this, you don't do this. And now the Lord has shown Peter the very things he's not supposed to eat. And Peter is trying to tell the Lord, hey, no, 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 we don't do this. And the Lord said to him, who told you it's unclean? You are calling what I call clean, unclean? If you have to stay within your cultural line, stay within your social line, stay within your, I mean, gender line, if you're a man, genuine man, born man, And that's the way the Lord did it. God created man and woman. He didn't create man and man. Or woman and woman. Man and what? Woman. For marriage sake. You cannot say that this is unclean. Peter. Kill and eat. You cannot say it's unclean. Say well I'm a Jew. I don't eat this. The point is. There are some people. Who eat certain things that you don't eat. There are some people who dress certain way that you don't dress that way. But the fact that you are different outwardly doesn't mean the most essential thing of life, which is salvation through Christ, have to cause you to be different. Rather, in Christ, the cultures come together, the nations come together, the people come together, male, female come together. We are all one in him. Because there's a blessing that is commanded when there is what? Unity. So God used Paul. To do his work. Paul was able to suffer many things. That the Jews could not suffer. So when it comes to God. And it comes to his word. There is no Jew. nor Gentile. In Jesus. There is no male or female. Oh, this, uh, m- m- Women cannot preach. Men cannot do this. In Christ Jesus. There is no male or female. There is no bond or free. We are all one. In Christ Jesus. So God in his wisdom. Brings people together. That is why faith church is unique. And that is why God is blessing you. Beyond measure. Because the visionary leader. That God has appointed to serve you. To pray over you. To watch and guide you. And also to give you his life. To see your growth. And that of your family. God put a love in his heart. For the nations and look at the experiences that you have in this church and the cultures that is represented here. This sets you apart. There are many nations represented here. This is not a white church, nor black church, nor Portuguese church, nor Spanish church, uh, uh, nor Connecticut church, nor New York church. This is the body of Christ. And something happens when you come together. I'll share with you quickly the seven things that happens when we come together in unity. But let me tell you a unique thing about you. It is so unique that your fingers are not the same. They are all different, but they all have their respective roles or parts to play to support your entire being. You cannot cut your thumb and tie a knot. It never worked that way. Your pinky is just as important as your thumb or your index finger. Every part of you is unique, but the body learned to work together. Is the same way God has made within the body to extend blessing to each other. Listen, we all have mouths. We have tongue. We have teeth. They all are different, but they're all in the same place. All working together, unitedly, to provide nourishment for your body. Your teeth cannot tell you The taste. The tongue will tell you. Your mouth. Only holds all of them together. But from time to time. In their respective functioning. There may be some misunderstanding. Here and there. But none of them decides. Hey because you've hurt me today. I cannot be part of this family. I am quitting and I'm getting off. From time to time whilst your mouth is trying to feed the body, the teeth is in a hurry to mash on anything that gets into it. The tongue from time to time try to be inquisitive to see how tasty it is. It gets in the way and the teeth will smash the tongue. And blood will come and the hand that is not part of it will feel tempted to go out there to check it out and look for a mirror to see what kind of damage is caused. But even with that the tongue don't get too upset. It may be swollen. It may be, it may be bleeding and all of that. He will not say, I'm tired. I, I don't want to do this no more. I quit. I quit. I quit. I don't want to do this anymore. No. In the unity, the blessing is what the body gets. The tongue, the teeth, the mouth, they all work in the same place. But they have different functions. And yet, there may be some misunderstanding, pushbacks, and whatnot. But with time, the tongue will heal. The teeth will continue doing what it's supposed to do. And the teeth will like to compensate. But the teeth is always going to do its job. The tongue will always try to do its job. The mouth will do its job. But yet, they stay together. There's something that happens in the body of Christ. Even in the most loving families, you may have some misunderstandings. But there's a blessing that comes when we are united. There's something that happens when we come together. And God commands his blessing upon his people when they are united. When we become united, there's nothing that we cannot do. Do you know why our world is such a bad mess? It's because the church Hasn't forgotten its creed of unity. If the church comes together. We will be able to literally put some of the. We can retire the devil. And put his work out of commission. Why? Because when the people are united. The Bible says if two shall agree. As touching anything shall agree. Unity. Anything shall be done. If the church who is called by his name. We will put aside our doctrinal differences and our religious differences and come together. Let me tell you, we can heal this nation. If my people are called by my name, my people, my people. And God's people are not only here, they are everywhere. Because the Holy Spirit's job is to go everywhere and make God's people from everywhere respond to the same God. One Christ, one Lord, no division, One baptism, one faith, it's all united. If the people of God come together and pray and seek his face, he said, I will hear from heaven. I'll heal your land and I'll do amazing things on this earth. It's all in unity. When you are united, a united family, united uh, uh, congregation, united church, united people, there's nothing we cannot do. And the devil is so scared of our unity, so he uses unnecessary secondary matters to keep us what? Divided. He will use you to fight someone when it is not actually necessary. He will use you to despair someone. He will use you to think of yourself higher than, highly than someone or less. I mean the devil use anything to cause us divided. Why? Because when the people are united, There's nothing we cannot do. There's power in unity. One of the things I want to share with you, what happens when we come together in unity, the first thing is the bond of love is formed based on truth and transparency. When we come together, there's a bond that is formed and this bond is based on truth and transparency. John chapter 15, verse 13. Greater love has no man than this, than to lay his life for his friend. Greater love. Greater love. The second thing that happens when we come together in unity is that, is that we sharpen each other. We bring the best out of each other. As iron sharpens iron, so a man sharpens the countenance of his friend. That's what it says in Proverbs 27, verse 17. When we come together, we sharpen, we bring the best out of each other. We are, the Bible says that woe is anyone that walks alone. Two is better than one. That means unity is something that holds us together. We got to be united. We got to celebrate each, I and mean, we have to celebrate our diversity. We have to celebrate our uniqueness. You know, we have to be together. If we are in Christ Jesus, let's come together. Because it's only through our unity that we can get much accomplished for God. What happens when we come together in unity? The third thing is that our strength increases. Our strength increases. We draw from each other's ability. We draw from each other's grace. And also draw from each other's knowledge and experience. When we come together, our respective strengths add to the other. We have to walk in unity. So our strength will increase. Ecclesiastes 4.9 because we have good reward for our labor, our strength increases, as I said earlier, matthew eighteen nineteen says again, I say to you that if two of you agree on earth concerning anything that they ask, it will be done for them by my Father in heaven. Our strength increases." When we come together in unity. Number four, what happens when we come together in unity? Our power of agreement will work with no resistance. Our power of agreement will work with no resistance. Our power of agreement will work with no resistance. If we can come together as a people of God, I'll tell you, the devil will be too scared of us. Number five, what happens when we come together in unity? The spirit of hope and encouragement manifests. Psalm 133, verse 1, 2, 3 says, Behold how good and pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. Behold how good and pleasant. It's so good and it's so pleasant when brethren, believers, people of God, dwell together in unity. This is how it likened to be. It is like the precious oil upon the head. Running down on the beard. The beard of Aaron. Running down on the edge of his garment. And verse 3 says. It is like the dew of Haman. Discerning upon the mountain of Zion. For there the Lord commanded the blessing. Life. Forevermore. So unity what it does is. It unleashes the spirit of hope and also it manifests life. Romans chapter 14, verse 19 says, Therefore, let us pursue the things which make for peace and the things by which one may edify one another. We need to be united. Let's get united. Let's get united. Let's get united. It is time for the body of Christ. To open its doors. And not allow political platforms. To keep us divided. There's no black. There's no white. Black church or white church. No. There's one family. One church. The blood-bought Church of Jesus Christ The church that Jesus laid his life for And the people he saved The Lord is interested in all men Everywhere Because the message is that Take this message to the ends of the earth Anyone who believes and is baptized is saved The message is for all Let us come together in unity Because it is time for us to realize That when you are in Christ Jesus You treat each other with dignity and with respect. You treat each other with love and kindness. When we are together as believers, we should see ourselves as one in Him. What happens when we come together in unity? Everyone wins. Everyone wins. When we come together in unity, everyone wins. Every joint supplies. You bring some, I bring some. We all have different experiences. Every joint supplies. In fact, Leviticus chapter 26, verse 7 and 8 says this You will chase your enemies, and they shall fall by the sword before you. Five of you shall chase a hundred, and a hundred of you shall chase shall put ten thousand to flight. Your enemies shall fall by the sword before you. we got to be united. If this great nation of ours rally in the name of Jesus, not any other name, but in the name of Jesus, because believers know that there's no other name whereby a man shall be saved. And I'm speaking to believers. As believers, if we come together, Everyone and all of us will win. The devil is scared of that. So he will use every means necessary. To keep us apart. It is time for us to come together. Celebrate the risen Christ together. Serve God together. That no one is better than the other or less than the other. But we are all together because in Christ Jesus. Everyone is of value. We all win. When we come together in unity, we can accomplish so much and get greater results. And the seventh and important point here is when we come together in unity, the devil is put to shame and God is glorified. It's a good place to give the Lord a hand. And we can do this in the name of the Father. Because Colossians 3 says. And whatever. 740 says. And what, whatever you do in word or in deed. Do it in the name of the Lord Jesus. Give it thanks to the Father. Through him. So if we come together. Surely God will be glorified. So this is a call to action. Let's not wait unto calamity bring us together. Let's take this word of the Lord that in unity the blessings of God is commanded. No one loses but everyone gains. Where did all this fight started from? And who is the cause of it? The devil doesn't want to see a united body The devil will wish that we maintain our divisions so that he will take us down. But we are coming together. There's a remnant that is coming together. A generation that says, let God be God. Let God be true. And the opinions of man, because it falls. We are going to be united in Christ Jesus. And in him, we will shine. And this is the prayer that Jesus prayed. Lord, make them one. I pray that you make them one so they will shine as light. A city set on a hill and a salt of the earth. Unity is what God is calling for. Let's not allow the paleness to determine who we are let's look at Christ and what is that in our lives to see and to realize the joy of unity. Listen, Jesus Christ was born in the Middle East. He wasn't born in Canada. No, United States of America. He was born in a place geographically concerned Africa. Jesus Christ doesn't dress like we dress. These are all outward, they all pale compared to the most important factor is a heart. And when he gets your heart, the rest is secondary. Let's allow the Jesus in us to renew our minds. And let's see each other through the lens of grace and love. Unity will keep us alive. Shall we all stand? And let's do something. Grab someone's hand, please. You are holding the hand of someone who represents Christ. Just squeeze it a little bit. Let them feel your presence. Don't hurt them, just squeeze it. Let let them know that, yeah. There's a song we used to sing. You don't know this, but I'm ending with this. He says, you my brother, you my sister, So take me by the hand, together we will work until he comes. There's no foe that can defeat us. Do you know that song? (laughs) So I'll teach you so that we are all one on the song. But not today, next time. (laughs) But squeeze your hand a little bit and just remember You are holding the hand of a precious child of God and the one whose hand you're holding is your brother from the source of life. May the Lord bless us. But above all, may the Lord cause our hearts to relate to this message and may the blessings of unity be released amongst us without any restriction or any measure. May we follow The protocol that the Lord Jesus had established. That by this the world will know that we are his disciples. By the way we love one another. May God bless you. Protect your home. And if he grant you the victory that you're expecting. This week and the week after. And the week after. And the week after. As we walk in unity. Your burden is mine. Your struggles are mine. And mine is yours. And if they touch you, they touch me. Because we are all connected. In Christ. May the Lord bless you and to God be the glory. Let's give God glory.